pops up and, and says, so many people. Oh, yeah. ridiculous, Makes isn't it? Work. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but it does. It seems like loads of places have have kicked off the year with like redundancies. Google as well, haven't they? Yeah. It's just. I, I mean, tech tech industry is just. Bit weird at the moment. Yeah, I know there's 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 always like big churn in in the tech industry and a lot of it and mm-hmm. I don't think it gets doesn't get um kind of thought about in in a in like in a way which gives a bit of stability. But loads of jobs in the gaming sector and in tech is a freelance, right? And lots of people yeah. like it that way. Lots of people like being able yeah. to move from project to project. But it's it's making sure that it's done in a sustainable way. You know that the freelance contract that you have isn't just cool. We can just wipe you. We can just tell you the day you turn up and you lose everything. You know, and I don't yeah. know whether even for freelance, whether uh, um, whether unions cover those kinds of contract workers as well. Let alone just you know, and I would assume a union could whether it can fight for the rights of contract workers and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, I think, a conversation which will start to come up a little bit more. Maybe um, that, mm. that people who are sort of more contract based and stuff, with all of these layoffs that's happened at the end of last year and, and the start of this year, people will be thinking about it a lot more. You know, do I want to move across the country? My family's here. I've just lost my job. Yeah. Do I want to move and move everybody across the country to get another job? Or do I want to, uh, as COVID has made everybody, do I want a nice cushy contract working from home, working for a yeah. tech company, just leave gaming and work for a tech company instead? Um, yeah. yeah I, I think there's going to be huge shifts um, and big turnover of um, knowledge and experience as well in the next yeah. year or two. Yeah. And, yeah, that. Uh, it's not just the tech industry; it's everywhere. The whole economy is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is. What a good way. Someone who's trying to. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's trying to look for a job. Right <laughs> it's, um, it's what are you trying to look for a job in, Lucy? Tech. All this coding that you're doing, mate. You're going into the, yeah. the turbulent tech lifestyle. Yeah, or at least something somewhat adjacent mm. to it. Um, something that's probably still within finance, and mm-hmm. but moving more into like a business analyst kind of role. Right. Um, that kind of like bridges the gap between, you know, the tech and the business and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I've got two interviews next week. Ooh, so. nice. Get prepared for so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's hard out there. Yeah. Um, I I I found comfort in Reddit, where uh, in the uh, what is it UK jobs subreddit where you know everyone's just like you know telling people to keep going and mm. keep on trucking because it's you know it's bad out there for everyone. Yeah. People with way more experience than than me, <laughs> to are probably ten times smarter than me. Uh, struggling to get jobs though. absolutely yeah, I'm, the yeah I'm, I'm really surprised we haven't had another recession yet or, or, oh, we're or, in or I was going to say at least like an to. officially <laughs> declared recession yeah yeah um, yes yeah. don't listen to the people who don't want you to think we're in a recession we are we absolutely are <laughs> um yeah yeah oh it's all because fun. I mean you know 
stories all like, oh yeah, Lois done employment sure. for how many years? Doesn't tell you that say that like people are in like zero hour contracts, yeah. struggling to feed their families. That doesn't matter. Just as long as they're not signing on. They um, um they changed the rules as well. Was it last year? Maybe it was the year before, where they took all sixteen to eighteen year olds out of those unemployment figures as well. I really yes. did uh, Yes. Wow. Um, some of that changed, I think, because you <laughs> have to. You, you don't have to stay in education now until you're 18, but you have to be in some kind of education slash employment. So whether it's like yeah. apprenticeships or, or, or those kinds of things. So they're like, cool, we've done this. We can just take it, all of those people out of the unemployment figures. It's just like, mm-hmm. so that's cut a massive chunk off and just makes it look that much better than it was. Like, yeah. we've reduced employment uh, unemployment by this yeah. much. Because you fiddled the numbers, like yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, they're a bit skewed, yeah. but yeah, for for anyone of that age who, for some reason, listens to three old people talk uh, about <laughs> video games, um, go for the apprenticeship. Oh, always, you know? absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Go for the apprenticeship. Don't be, unless you're doing something very specialised and skilled, like being a doctor. Mm. Yeah, go to uni for that. You're gonna have to, but otherwise. Go for the apprenticeship. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it's an interesting uh, kind of moment in time for education mm-hmm. because architecture have mm-hmm. uh, and and architectural courses have started to or the architectural kind of uh, bodies like the AE, the RBA and the ARB are looking and have changed architectural education to allow people to go and do apprenticeships now. So there's a little bit more, kind of, you know, yeah. in practice. Uh, education versus just you know four years at uni a bit of in practice back to uni for another couple of years for your for your masters back out and then back mm-hmm. in again for another course for your for your final qualification yeah. so they're looking at changing a lot of debt well, and so. no work experience in that time as absolutely well. like that's 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 good that's good to hear yeah. Yeah. Um, a random place for us to start our episode um, <laughs> welcome friends to tanked up the podcast. All about craft beer, video games, the tech industry, unemployment, redundancy, Woo! Uh, uh, austerity. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll throw everything in. Fuck yeah. the Tories. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll hit all of the high yeah. notes right at the start of the uh, episode. Um, it is episode three hundred and ninety-three. Yeah. I'm Ben, and I'm joined with Lucy. Hello. Hey, hey. Um, have you got a beer this week? Should we crack some beers? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I had mostly. Uh, well. Most of these like free cans, okay. left, but they're all like pretty heavy. So right. this was the lightest one I had. Um, okay. And it is. I really like the black and white of nothing bound. It's just mm. so simple nice. and striking. Um, yeah, this is called Connecticut, uh, and it's their pale ale, which has citra and azaka hops in it. Five point eight percent. Uh, oh, this is very architecturally relevant. I, I don't know if you can see the, Ooh. Re- the graph paper. Yes. This weird looking building. Well, almost uh, almost it. sort of temple pyramid like. Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, it adds some flavour to it. So, uh, we're excited to be working with Chris Dainty for this series of covers. Okay, so it's artist. Um, Chris is. Uh, Chris is a talented artist from the Midlands. Woo! Represent. Nice. Uh, renowned for his abstract and mesmerizing illustrations. Chris became a good friend of the brewery during lockdown. 
So it was an easy decision to collaborate with him. Uh, nothing about the beer itself. Okay. Yeah, the art, which was the first thing that I saw. It was very pretty. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Nothing bound. Whose beer I had yesterday on tap, that was called Total Force. Very nice. Really, really good. 6% pale. Um, Just so much full of flavour. I've seen a lot of Nothing Bound. I don't think I've had a beer from them yet. Really? Mm. Oh, okay. When did they come about? Last oh. year, maybe? They started coming more into sort of no. uh, bottle shops and things like that. Maybe a few years old, perhaps. Yeah, I've seen them knocking about for a year. It's got to be more than a year. Mm. Um, where are they based? Um, maybe it's easier... Beaudly. Oh, oh really? Why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. That makes sense. I've been to Beaudly. Yeah, maybe that's why they're. Yeah, that's Beaudly. Um, I would say wonderful place, but um, I don't think it is. Near Worcester. <laughs> yes, yes. It's around our neck of the woods. It's mm. um. Well, it's uh south. That way, south west. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, but, my, but yeah, Worcester. My um. My mum's partner's mother lives in Budley. Um, mm. We went up to visit her a couple of Christmases ago. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Went out. Went over to the old train station in Kidderminster, and did the old did the yeah. old Santa yeah, train over the there, and mm. drove past the was it Midland Safari Park. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not far from there. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that's the only time I've ever been. Uh, that's what I associate Beaudly with. It's near uh, Safari yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> and and now the only other thing to associate yeah. with it is Nothing Bound Brewery as well. Yeah. Oh, that would be a... If they have a tap room. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're local-ish, uh, I'm local mm. as well this evening. Um, I'm going to drink uh, I'm gonna drink two beers. Uh, both are from Wiper and True. And both are called Kaleidoscope. But one is 0.5%. And one is the standard 4.2%. Um, so, yeah. unlike last year, where Wiper and True brought out a 0.5% uh, lager, which was a, a, a fresh brew, um, it wasn't sort of aping or, or looking to reduce the alcohol of a um, of a brew they already did. Uh, this year, they brought out an, a low-alcohol version of Kaleidoscope. So I thought, what better than to try them side by side? Um, and see exactly how kind of the 0.5 percent stacks up yep. against the um, you know against the 4.2 percent bit. Again, 4.2. Yeah. It's another yeah. light. It's a bit of a lighter beer. Um, it is a pale ale, so uh, um, you know anyone on a low slash no alcohol run. I don't know where people's limits are, but 4.2 mm-hmm. at least for us is a pretty light beer. Yeah. Um, I saw the Kaleidoscope 0.5 on tap yesterday oh really and i was thinking yeah and i was thinking hmm that would be interesting to try yeah and then something in my head said don't pay for that (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) i I think there's a good chance ben might tell me what it's like (laughs) so way yes Yes, absolutely. And my intuition paid off. Dependent on what I say, absolutely. It might be, okay, maybe when I do go, I will have just a half or something, just to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great that there's more options out there, you know, and I can, if this is close, 
if I was driving or we were somewhere out for the day with the kids and I walked into a pub or something and there was a you know there was this version on tap brilliant um but we we will see um we'll come back first to the nothing bound is it Connecticut yeah. as in the yes. as in the state yeah right it, it smells delightful mm. like tropical fruits like guava passion fruit nice mango it's very hazy uh just darker than straw color mm. I guess yellowish Mm. that's good um i wish it was a bit more carbonated but that's entirely my fault because i only just put it in the freezer not long ago right um but other than that i'd say that's not the fault of the beer it would but if it was a bit more carbonated this would just ratchet it up so Mm -hmm. much more but what's there now currently is very, very, very good. Good. Very smooth. It's really fruity. It's like, you know, none of those uh, aromas of tropical fruit are lost in the taste. Getting all that fruit and all that, that juiciness. Mm. Um, yeah, insanely smooth, though. Um, and it's got a decent amount of body. What was it? Five point eight percent. Yeah. Which is what surprised me about the one that I had yesterday. Like, you are expecting a bit more body body for six percent, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's the last couple of beers that I've had, but it's just like when they're hovering like between that four to six percent. Sometimes they're just not giving me enough. Sometimes mm. I crave a little bit more. Mm. Whereas these, it just it, it has it has enough body. It has enough fruit and. The hops are also, you know, doing their thing and just giving it a nice bit of heft, feeling like, oh yeah, this is this is a beer that I can be sated with if I just have the one, you know, um, no thinness to it at all. Um, yeah, it's got it's got a nice uh, resiny, piney finish. Mm. Um, it's not very bitter. It's more sweet than than it is bitter. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a good beer, and I'm very pleased to actually have researched where they are, because it's like, maybe I should go to Butte <laughs> <laughs> one day, you know? Maybe just a little drive. Take a drive yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Because then, that's sort of what I kind of want to do more this year. Like, mm. it's not practical to go to a tap room and find somewhere to sleep sure. yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, you know, just a train train journey or just like, you know, just a drive. Because, mm. you know, I've got a car, it's fine. Everywhere's pretty much easy enough to get to. And just be like, yeah, just do a little day trip. Yeah, um, yeah. And drink responsibly. Absolutely. A beer and then a little takeout to come home with sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice. Maybe a pint and a half, depending on mm. the strength, and then be good. Just, yeah. just more for the experience of I've been to that tap. Room. Yeah, very much, very much. Yeah. And just stay yeah. that that little bit longer. Bit of food as well. Just let it work its yeah. way out and and done. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, very good, very good. Nice. Yeah. Um. I would assume that the, the, you've seen nothing, man. So, mm-hmm. are they in like your bottle shop or anything, or is it just? just no, I'm sure I've it? I'm sure I've seen them in the bottle mm-hmm. shop. Um, mm-hmm. but I've seen them a bit more probably on like socials 
um, on yeah, Instagram yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, the name the name rings several mm-hmm. bells. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to think because I just you know when whenever I see them, it's always like, yeah, I'll have a nothing better, mm. and I've just never really thought of it that much um, until like well yesterday and today. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah, I'll always, you should. I don't know. It's weird. I, I still, I, I still think didn't cross my mind. Just like yeah, I'll always have a nothing there because I know it's going to be good quality. Yeah, so. yeah. I still think there is a business proposition around for mm. someone just in a transit to just hit up a bunch of Midland breweries uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, and just trundle back to Bristol to drop off at a couple <laughs> yeah. of bottle shops here. Yeah. Um, it just seems it's so close to not have like such a better connection. Yeah between distribution here and the breweries that are that are kind of you know that proliferate all M5, around the yeah. midlands mm-hmm. um yeah and it's just the m5 is like the easiest motorway i've ever driven on <laughs> absolutely it's quiet all the time mm. yeah yeah yes yes mm. um and, and obviously of course the other way you know load up your van the night the day before with a bunch of bristol breweries bring it up to birmingham and then do your rounds and drive back the next day but uh basically we should have been alive in prohibition in times oh, that's true, yeah, where that's true. and just been like bootleggers yes and that would have been we've so missed fun. our calling i mean but you know by <laughs> yeah. like 80 100 years now um <laughs> yeah, but uh literally. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something we could have done um stuff that might not get bootlegged is probably 0.5 percent alcohol free beer um but you never know when times get bad, Ben. Maybe bring <laughs> out as much point five percent beer as, as possible. Um, there is a little bit of flavour text with uh, with this. Uh, an uncompromisingly no, an uncompromising low alcohol take on our flagship pale ale, combining a trio of citra, simcoe, and mosaic hops to beautiful effect. This carefully selected blend creates a refreshing kaleidoscope of beautiful citrus and vibrant fruit flavours, balanced with gentle, clean bitterness. No alcohol beer done properly. Um, I will read the standard flavor text for Kaleidoscope uh, later. I imagine it's, it's going to be the same as it's the same set of hops. I wonder if the brew is exactly the same and all it's done is that it's then gone into whatever the process is for taking away the alcohol, the deionization or the alcoholification, whatever that is called, of the beer. Um, but we shall see. It's very. Taking the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um it's very pale um it's it's maybe a touch yellower uh than it appears kind of on the on the screen um good nose a bit bitter on the nose oh it's sort of saying maybe maybe tropical fruits um or vibrant fruits like, i think um, it said actually but it says maybe a bit like the pith on it's a bit pithy it is a bit pithy definitely yeah. I mean, it's very fresh. Hmm, that's good. That's actually really good. Ooh, ooh. I mean, it's fresh. It's not very full-bodied. I think as we experienced with all of these lower alcohol beers, it's not, it hasn't got much heft to it, but it's a pale ale already. Don't expect it to be very big. Um, but it's got a lovely flavour there. I think the... Mm-hmm. The thing I'm getting more is maybe a little bit of orange, but maybe just edging towards a little bit of kind of grapefruit in there as well. A touch of a touch of citrus, but not much. But it's, it's like a little zesty, and that's the thing that kind of sticks around. That slightly higher zesty 
kind of flavor to it, whether it's a little bit orange, maybe a little bit limey as well. Um, but it's kind of got that little bit of a touch of earthiness in there. It's a little bit more stone fruit, maybe a little bit more grapefruit perhaps. Um, in its kind of wanting there to be a bit more bitterness to it, but it being very, very subdued. And it is much mm. more that zesty, slightly pithy citrus that sticks around in this beer. And it's quite a quick flavour. Um, but as I say, it's very refreshing and it's very, very light that you probably yeah. don't need the flavour to last very long. Like This is this is a beer that you're going to drink quite quickly. Um, yeah. Which I think is fine. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I think it's, mm. it's again, it's understanding where these 0.5% beers live and sit within yeah. the kind of pantheon of beers. Um, is this something you want to kind of, because you don't have to keep pace necessarily with people, you know. If I'm going out and I'm drinking 0.5% beers, but I'm drinking alongside everyone else who is on, you know, normal beers, on wine, on any other kinds of drinks... I'm not necessarily having to keep pace with them. So actually drinking a 0.5% beer, which you would potentially drink quite quickly, I don't think yeah. really matters that much. You no. might spend <laughs> that little bit more of an evening yeah. because the you know the equivalent kind of price for a lot of the 0.5% beers as they are for just, six, well, maybe not quite six, but five odd percent sort of beers perhaps. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting place. I've not actually been out and drunk 0.5% beers with a group of people who are just drinking normally. So I don't know yeah, where yeah. that lives, yeah. really. And I guess, you know, drinking fresh from the tap probably makes... I don't know. I'd imagine it would make a little bit of a difference. Um, that would be interesting to try out, see, see if... Because, you know, drinking draft beer from a canned beer, it's like, yes, draft is... Nine times out of ten, going to be better, but is that the case for alcohol? Yeah, beer I don't too? know. Yeah, interesting. Um, no, I'll um, I'll if I'm ever back round at the Wolf in the next month, which probably don't know how long I'm going to be on tap, <laughs> but probably yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a third. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. I'll be like, is there anything smaller than a third? What about a we thimble? have a thimble? <laughs> a thimble, yeah. <laughs> Really get the uh, the nuance from a thimble. Yeah, yeah. They might, they might just let yeah. you have a taster, I suppose, just to sort of see. Oh yeah, they'll be like, we can't get get rid of this. <laughs> I couldn't give it away, please. <laughs> um, have this taster. That's a pint. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will. I will drink this, and I will. I will jump onto the standard kaleidoscope momentarily um, mm. to give a bit of a comparison. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, like, if anyone's going to do it well, it would be. You know, wiper and shrew. Yeah, I mean, um, I wasn't, I wasn't very taken. I wasn't very impressed with the mm-hmm. with the lager from last year, I, uh, which I think has been brewed yeah. this year as well. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I think it was called. It's got the light bulb on the on mm-hmm. the front, the blue light bulb. No, um, you weren't. Yeah, yeah, and I do. I mean, I very much appreciate the the the, the branding. You know, because yeah, light bulbs the same. It's... Going from from the gold to the blue for the for the alcohol free versions of things. Yeah. Um, just a simple. I just love their branding anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be one to try then um, because it looks really good. Like mm. just looking at it, like sometimes you can tell. Like I mean, that looks like a proper beer. It does yeah, you know? it looks like it's got 
a little bit of body to it. And, you know, the head hasn't just dissipated and it looks like covered sparkling water like mine. Yeah, did, so. yeah. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, it was a year old, so. <laughs> Might have had a bit of an impact, but we're not really sure. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, as I think as we said last week, go back to the previous episode where you drank it last year, last January as well. To see if there's any different notes between the two, um, yeah. but yeah, let's drink these and move into into games. Um, and uh, I know I uh, I think I've got the only game for this week, um, which I haven't yeah. spent a huge amount of time with, but on a whim, just started. Um, so I finished the three-hour trial of God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, got through the first section and started kind of in you know a little bit of story got into the next kind of main area of the game and started moving through that um, it, it you know it gives you the blades of chaos kind of uh, um, very quickly so you're not just with the leviathan axe um, you can move between the two um, i haven't done anything because i you know again i only knew i had this short time with it didn't do many upgrades and those kinds of things um Cat's just gonna sit at the door now until I let him out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't a podcast <laughs> disrupting things. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I love cats. They just don't give a f. That's why they're I'm stuck in a space I can't actually get out to let him out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't jump in much to kind of upgrades and, and those kinds of things. But I built up quite a hefty set of experience um, to to upgrade things. But again, with a th- like a three hour demo, I'm conscious that I don't want to be sat in menus, looking at things, upgrading stuff, trying to work out builds and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I just played basically. I think I did maybe yeah. one upgrade because yeah. the tutorial tells you how to do it, so you have to do one upgrade. Mm-hmm. You have to do one. Um, like equipment upgrade as well. So again, the Leviathan axe can have like the pommel upgraded. The, the axe itself can be upgraded to give you more damage. Like it's still very RPGified mm. um, for 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 a game which is essentially uh, not quite hack and slash, but is an action. You know, it's an action yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and I can. I can... It it just doesn't reconcile in my head with that. It's like you are the god of war. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be. The most powerful. Absolutely. And yes, you need some kind of like progression and stuff like that. But yeah, I, th- I think they went a bit overkill and too far in the RPG direction. Yeah. I, I just, just get, just, I, I, in fact, I wish there was just a toggle where, you know, people who want to do like the min maxing and get the best build mm. and stuff like that, best DPS and all that, let them do that. Otherwise, just let me click a button. And let the game do. This is the best build for what you've so far unlocked sure. or whatever. I want like critical upgrade path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just give me that. I don't care. You know, I don't care what boots Atreus is wearing. So just, just give him the Look, best boots. This will be an interesting place for like AI. Like I know, <laughs> yeah. I know that. Um, so PlayStation last year. Towards the end of last year, I read something about them putting in a uh, putting in a patent for variable difficulties, 
where the game is mm-hmm. learning how you play and adapting difficulty kind of on the fly. And we've seen this yeah. kind of already coming into coming into games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be interesting if there is just that toggle that's just like, yeah, tailor the game, tailor the game to how I play. It's it's yeah. not learning to make it harder for me. It's actually learning to make it, uh, um, again, of the difficulty that I have determined. I want it on medium. So I don't mm-hmm. want it to get too easy. I don't want it to get too hard. And it, it, it seems like a good place for some kind of learning algorithm to sit mm-hmm. and actually yeah. allow that yeah. to just happen without you going, great, I've now got five bits of equipment. I, I, I've either got to upgrade them along this path or I've got to upgrade them along this path. How am I playing? Do I need more defense? Do I need more attack? Oh, I don't know. Where do yeah. I take this? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Absolutely. Yeah, because to... games have sort of been doing something not as you know as uh, clever and as in depth as what you've described, but like, like, um, gosh, did one of the Resident Evil games do it or something? Like, or, or, or something? But games have always, well, not always, and not all of them, but they, they do be like, okay, we do the. Oh, we see you're struggling a bit. Would you like us to <laughs> drop down the difficulty? Yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, if that could just be done dynamically on the fly, not when you die and start from a checkpoint or whatever and have the game almost uh, saying, we pity you, <laughs> do you want it? <laughs> or, or conversely saying, um, like the Forza games uh, do it. Like if you're just blasting everyone in a race and you're just doing too easy... Mm. You know, after a race, the game says, "Well, we think you know the difficulty should be a bit higher. Shall we move it up there so it's a bit more of your, you know, of your skill level? It's a bit more challenging." Mm. So, those games do that. Does they it do it the other way? Driver task. Yeah. I'm, like if hmm. you're continuously I'm not sure, out of last seconds of last yeah. and, and struggling, does it mm-hmm. do it the other way, or does it just allow you to recognise that maybe you need to, sure. to do that? Mm, I'm not sure, but it definitely, if you're breezing through it, it definitely suggests mm. we're going to up the difficulty. Right. But the other way around, not sure. Mm. Not sure. It's that it's finding yeah. that balance point, isn't it? I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as we're saying, for convenience' sake, finding a balance point that the game just stays on, um, but also gives you those kind of upgrades and and elements. It doesn't, you know, just RPG mode off. And it just you go cool. Yeah. The game kicks in and goes great. Fine, we'll take the reins now. You want to mm-hmm. play? And I know there's, you know, uh, uh, I think God of War had five difficulties. Maybe the the bottom of which was like story mode, right? I don't I don't think they call it story mode, but it is like I just want to play this game because I want to experience the story of the game. I want every combat encounter mm-hmm. to be as easy as possible. I want to find all the stuff. I don't really want stats and things to worry me in in terms of kind of upgrading things. There might be a bit of challenge around, sort of, say, bosses and, and quick-time yeah. events and yeah. those kinds of things. Uh, but there is that kind of mode. But I think what we're talking about is different in that you still want the challenge... But you don't want to think about how you're getting to the challenge, or whether you're min-maxing yeah. to yeah. deal with the challenge. Yeah, or or just like yeah, as you say, like because um, you know all RPGs will be like, oh, if you swap out this weapon for this one or this armor for this armor, you know, here are the benefits and here are the negatives, and it's like 
Yeah, people want to fine tune and toggle that. It's like, yeah, maybe it, I don't know. I don't know if it would just be a fundamentally different game, but I'd just be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me whatever. Um, or just like, as soon as you pick something up. It's like, would you like to equip this? And it's like, yes. Yeah. And it doesn't even tell me what's good or bad about it. It just equip it for me, you know. <laughs> so you've just got this big just blue hat on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spend any time in a menu. Just do it for me. Yeah. 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 Cool. And also cool. one of those where, uh, um, and I think it's some of these games. So uh, um, Dark Envoy, which I started yeah. and played a little bit of last year, very much in the vein of you've put on ridiculous hat number one so we're going to show you in ridiculous hat number one in every single cutscene that you come through like i just want a toggle that says just just turn off all equipment just keep me just keep the base character models uh, mm-hmm. and run through like that i don't need to see my flaming skull uh, uh kind of just as a rather than a hat that yeah. i had on sort yeah. of thing so yeah i i, I don't want to divert but you're talking about flaming skull um the characters and skins in Call of Duty are getting ever more bizarre. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like I, I see some weird things in Call of Duty and I don't know what they are. I don't know where they're from. Oh. I, I just know that they look stupid and they, they're they so easy to see on the battlefield. I don't know why people buy them. Well, like, yeah. literally, I, I, it looks like, um, gosh, what's the, the Marvel Ghost Rider. Bike guy. That, yeah, it looks like Ghost Rider and it's like just this flaming skull and it's like I can see you from <laughs> <laughs> like seven miles away like why <laughs> I suppose yeah it's getting really odd in a way that's like mm-hmm. like the ultimate challenge isn't it for, for players who are like oh, I win this game all the time I'm doing mm-hmm. really good at it let's put on the most ridiculous ridiculous let's just let everybody see me across mm. the battlefield for miles and see how how well i do kind of thing um and you get perhaps, you know when you get perhaps. killed by the flaming skull guy who's just walking around and it pops out of the environment when you get killed by them you're just like for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah it's, it's bizarre they're getting worse and there's like i don't know who like i can recognize skeletor some of the others, I have no idea what their model are or who they are. Nicki Minaj was a clear tell. Sure. Very good giveaway. She's all in pink. Um, <laughs> the rest, I don't know. Interesting. I can't tell whether it's uh, whether it's Rambo or mm. oh, I don't know. or a rapper. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's people are. It's that odd kind of okay. You can you can see that they might have crossovers and like cameos and that sort of stuff. But then, yeah. just like the Groot skin that wasn't Groot, maybe this like Ghost Rider esque kind oh, of yeah. skin which isn't Ghost Rider. Like these kind of knockoff costume shop versions of of characters where you've spent like yeah. five quid on a costume to look like Groot, but you do you don't just like a poo. Um, <laughs> Just yeah, it's, it's taken it... away from the game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely an interesting uh, route to go down for skins and costumes and things. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think staying away as far away from that as possible is the yeah. Is the At key. first, it was funny. Now it's just concerning. Mm. It's like, what degenerates play this game? Who buys these? What you want is the uh, um, yeah. what you want is the 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 skin that's just that baby from Baby Steps, the Bennett Foddy game. 
caused a giant baby <laughs> yes. walking around the battlefield. Like. There is literally a skin. I, I don't know if it's a juggler or I don't know what it is, but it's like this huge man. <laughs> it's like the, the, the character model <laughs> is like three times the size as everybody else's. I don't know if the hitbox is the right. same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it may just be the same hitbox size as everyone else because that would just seem bizarre why you'd make yourself a bigger mm. target. But you see, yeah, it's just this big clown-like looking <laughs> dude and it's like... Anyway, God of War. Yeah. What an odd game Call of Duty is, but also what an odd game God of War um, seems to have turned into, or at least uh, uh, upgrade pads and equipment stuff and, and that kind of thing. Like, um, but yeah, um, it was enjoyable. It didn't it didn't pull me to go and spend seventy pounds on mm. on the game. I, I, yeah, I will play yeah. it. I think I mentioned yeah, yeah, uh, at some around, point but... it will come i would think it would come to ps plus at some point um if not it will be on a ridiculous sale like it's like 30 quid or something like that so you know the price game should be um but uh, uh um, but yeah i'll return to it at some point but off the back of that i sort of i floated around um sort of the playstation store a little bit to see what else was on offer through either the the um, the catalogue, the PlayStation Plus catalogue, or more of these game trials. And I was going to jump into Baldur's Gate 3, but I'd, and I didn't realise that all of the game trials have different lengths that they allow you to play it for. So some of the games, and some of the shorter kind of indie games, they'll only give you half an hour as a, as like a, as a trial. Which, okay, might be fine for a bit of an indie game. Just play 30 minutes to see whether you kind of like mm. it, you know, as a more as a demo. Uh, Borders Gate only gave two hours. I'm like, mm, do I want to sink That's, two hours into mm. this kind of game? Uh, not a which, lot. which isn't a lot. If it was three, maybe, maybe I'd start it. Um, but two hours just seemed a little bit too short. And the one that did pull me slightly was Cyberpunk, because it gives you five hours as a game trial I'm thinking okay five hours is pretty good and actually that game goes on sale all the time so you know I've always I've wanted to get to cyberpunk at some point um is 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 jumping in and doing this sort of five hours that you get as part of the trial the right point to then find it on sale at some point this year and you know maybe only put in another kind of 10-15 hours into it but I'm reading a lot of good things about the um I don't know what it's called, but the Idris Elba DLC pack uh, that, yeah. that came out last year, um, um, which Phantom of Liberty. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, it, it seems like that and the like 2.0 version of Cyberpunk is is kind of the version to play now. Um, so yeah, that one's pulled me a little bit. Um, but what I have been playing uh, is Teardown. Which was the free? Oh. It was a free PlayStation Plus game this month. Oh, was it? No. Nice. Um, nice. But um, I, again, I think did it come out last month? Maybe elsewhere on PC or, or at some point last year. I feel like it came out at some point it's last year. It's been on PC for a while. Mm. I think it came to consoles. So. It's the kind of the first time that I've, I suppose, 
I've naturally come across it. Like, I've never seen it right, on Steam okay. or anything like that, but was, I've known it exists. I've yeah, known it's yeah. kind of been there. Um, I've just never really looked into it. So I thought, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not playing anything at the moment. Let's just download it and, and see. And it's actually really good. Yeah, um, yeah. As a, well, as a destruction kind of sim, it works really, really well. Um, it's voxely enough that that everything just like crumbles, and I'm like, yeah, that's satisfying. Driving a car into this building, just watching it crumble, is really satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> or getting a sledgehammer and smashing the shit out of things is really satisfying. Uh, but, and I think this is the thing I didn't realize the most is it's actually a puzzle game. So yeah, you yeah, get yeah. these big maps, these big kind of open areas with buildings and those kinds of things, and it's like a heist game. So someone will come and they'll say, go to this place and, you know, can you do a bit of demolitions for me? But whilst you're there, do you think you could just destroy all of these files? Or do you think you could steal this car for me? Do you think you could do all of these other ridiculous things as, as the game progresses? It gets more and more absurd. But you get to a point where you go back to a level you've just done. So you get to go into the level, it's like, destroy this thing for us and we're like cool okay and you walk around the level a bit you're like oh okay cool i can destroy this thing and, it's, and that's done then the next mission or the one after that might be go back to that same place but whilst you're there uh, uh i want you to either get this or destroy this and then have these additional objectives as well either chuck something in the water destroy something else grab something else but the security has been upgraded in between these missions and so the thing that you have to grab has then got a 60 second timer on it before it's it's game over basically before the authorities arrive and find your escape van so you have to plan your route through the map to kind of pick up the main things that you have to do within like a minute so i'm spending like 15 minutes in a map just walking around looking at stuff either knocking walls down or putting vehicles in like strategic points so i can get myself to be like cool there's an item here and then there's an item over here so actually what i need to do is be stood have knocked this wall down have a car sat just underneath so i can basically grab that item jump out the hole i made get in the car drive over run up the steps or something, go through the next hole that I've made, grab the other thing, and then hot foot it back to my, like, escape vehicle. So it's turned much more into this, like, puzzle game, you know, versus just a destruction kind of uh, um, sort of simulator. And I'm enjoying, really enjoying the puzzle element to it because it, it's it's hard. It's not like, huh. cool, I've got, 30, I've got 60 seconds and I can get that, and I can get that, and I get that, I've got loads of time left. Um, some of it I just haven't been able to get like the secondary objectives at all yeah. even though I'm planning as much as I kind of possibly can uh, and kind of scouting out and going round and even moving some objectives because some of them are like one map had a bunch of cars that you had to, to take but one of them was on a truck so actually I could drive the truck and move the car closer to like a destructive point so as soon as I move the car, the alarm goes off, but then I'm right next to the other car, which I have to move. So they're right next to each other. It takes me 10 seconds to kind of destroy both thing. So there's lots of nuance around how you can move items 
closer to where you need them to be, you know, critical paths and how you make your way sort of through the map to be able to get to the, the, the items that either you need to grab before you escape and, or destroy before you escape. So it's, it's really fun in that way, trying to plan and work out everything and then enacting it and actually trying to do that run. Um, and the amount of times I've like, quick save, mm-hmm. do the run, fuck, mm. no, I fell off the thing. Re- reload, start again. This this path really, I'm running along a tiny little, I'm one voxel wide, like fence, um, and I fall off every single time. Right, this is not the way to do this. Let's find a different way to be able to get across this uh, this this sort of space. Um, so it just it just works really really well. Yeah, you you found your version of Hitman. Uh, y- yes, very much, absolutely. Zero stakes though, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, Hitman Hitman can get really fucking tense. Yeah. Um, yeah. This doesn't. This doesn't get tense at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I didn't do it. Fine, try again. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not being chased by anyone. I'm not trying to survive anything. It's like I didn't hit that sixty seconds. It's game over. Done. Mm-hmm. Start again. Try something else. No, yeah, I've, I've been really interested in it. Um, everyone raved about it when it first came out, but um, yeah, only recently I've actually started hearing that. Oh, it's this kind of game. I thought it was more like a, you know, kind of house flipper you know yeah dis- destruction derby kind of thingy but it's like yeah. oh yeah that's really interesting so yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's an interesting take as well that um it is a like there's no other there's no npcs mm. so there's no like security patrols or any of that kind of stuff so again there's no tension in that the idea that you might get caught in the middle of what you're doing I think it, 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 it sets it up much more like, cool, plan what you're going to do. Create your run. And it's only you you against yourself trying yeah. to enact what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you might not work out what the critical path is to be able to get item one, item two, and item three and escape. But you might be able to make an absurd bunch of stuff happen before. Um, and you know there's, there's some elements like you can't make too much fire otherwise that sets off fire alarms and the authorities kind of arrive so you can't blow too many things up before yeah. you try your own but you can blow things up on the way because you can still get out within your sort of like your 60 seconds so i've just um i played enough to unlock the shotgun and setting up like uh, uh gas canisters to be able to yeah. be like cool i've got the thing run shoot the gas canister explode a hole in the wall jump through it to be able to get the next thing that is a really satisfying kind of thing to do as you're as you're running through yeah it's one of those that it's just like you know on the uh on the wish list i think Mm. yeah on console is probably a good place to play it um yeah yeah yeah, that's it, a really it looks good pick for PlayStation well. Plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably half the fun is um, just seeing things explode in yeah, voxel fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's it, it again. You get some really absurd sorts of things. So, uh, um, one of the ob- optional objectives on one of the missions was to put a safe into the water. And so I got a forklift truck, and basically got the forklift truck under 
the safe was at first floor. So I drove the forklift truck into the space under where the forklift truck would be, mm-hmm. exploded the floor, dropped the safe onto the forklift truck, and that basically destroyed the forks on the forklift truck. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, that's not the way. That's clearly not the way to do this. Um, so it, it's like, it is just, at times, you feel like it's like super, like, uh, um, like harebrained in its mm-hmm. kind of what it's trying to get you to do, or at least the tools that it gives you is like, make as much chaos as possible. What mm-hmm. could go wrong? And everything fucking goes wrong. <laughs> You're like, well, none of these things are the right way to do this. But I've had fun trying to figure out that none of these things are the right way to do this. Trial and error. Yeah. Uh, I I need to play this. I was just looking at the train and forgot how good it looks. Mm. Mm. Like, lighting on it works really well Mm -hmm. as well. You know, it's like Minecraft for adults. (laughs) That's what it feels like. The voxel kind of aesthetic... Um, and the the tone and the um, the ominous tone again. It's got that ominous tone that like Power Wash Simulator has <laughs> as well. Uh, yes. You know, kind of people oh. getting you to do um, criminal oh, things yeah. whilst framing it in a way like you're helping me out. Just help me do these things, please. Um, and I don't oh. know. I don't know where that goes. Oh, or, the story in Power Wash Simulator is brilliant. It's genuinely hilarious. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. If only games looked like this when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. Kids are so spoiled there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bloody kids. Don't know how good they've got it. No, no. But again, it's another good game that I can just have on. There's, there's no violence to it really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's explosions and buildings blowing up and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I might turn my child, my children into anarchists more than fucking anything else. I but, mean, someone's um, got to do it. Sure, like yeah, <laughs> someone will do it probably. It's better yeah. than it's me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's again, it's a very super easy game to be able to have on in the background whilst the kids are kind of playing yeah. or, or doing something without worrying too much about what's kind of on screen and, and things. I you know, want to live in this world. Yeah, that's how pretty it looks. I just want to live there. What was the... Oh, oh, Shadows of Death? Uh... No. Oh, yeah, there was that one. But there was mm. another one, maybe not last year, but the year before, which was a puzzle game, I think. Um... Uh, the, um... Oh, what was that called? Bonfire. Bonfire. Peaks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty as well. Pretty voxels. People are very good at making pretty voxel games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that had the whole, you know, uh, that had really good lighting. Um, yeah. Even on the Switch, where I played it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember That's that thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine's, <laughs> um, mine's, mine's gone. Well, it's with my nephew. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I suppose it with the Steam Deck, it's a redundant piece of techno. It absolutely was. That's why I gave it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh, he's he's enjoying it more than I would at this point. So yeah, sure. but, uh, and there's rumor that Switch Two is going to come out or something mm. this year. So see what that is. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just an it's just a, a middle. Steam Deck, it's just a middle version of the Steam Deck, isn't it? it may... the, the, the Nintendo branded one. If they were smart, that's what they'd do. But yeah. It's Nintendo; they're not smart, so 
Um, we'll see what that actually turns out being. I mean, it um, would it would make sense for them. Yeah, obviously, they've still got the Switch kind mm-hmm. of in the market, but to, to, to not position the Switch 2 as the like the upgrade as the next or sorry not the upgrade as the next console you know it's mm-hmm. not the kind of the switch between as PlayStation and Xbox do it's not like the new generation of console yeah. there'd be there'd be so much to be like cool here is like a premium version i don't know they they were talking about like a a switch pro kind of thing but you know upgrading it for a switch 2 the amount the install base on the switch is so big yeah, I can't see a Nintendo abandoning, you know, that for upgraded specs for games that are going to be exclusive to a Switch Two, but just make it, you know, that same tier as like Steam Deck have done. So the Switch Two is then yeah. just an upgrade yeah. Yeah. to that. Um, but just make it yeah. more powerful. All they'd have to really do is make it powerful enough so that whatever next Pokemon they're going to make. Give, mm. Make that look like really good, you know, um, and then everyone would buy it. Cause it'd be like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a Switch too, but it's you know, it's got it's got um, you know, it, it makes this Pokemon game look real pretty. Will something yeah. in three years look real pretty? No, <laughs> and it'll still probably be very underpowered. But just just do that, and you'll get enough. Oh, I love it. But then they could they position it to be like, cool, you could buy this on the Switch, but it will look like the Game Boy. Yeah. But if you buy it on the Switch too, or just you say know, you know, this is, this is PS4 graphics now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do much. I mean, I think they're they're onto a winner. Yeah, just make it a bit more powerful, and there's no reason not to now because I mean, the game, their first party games look really good on the Switch, um, and that's yeah. what they'll be showcasing it with, you know. That's what they'll push, some, you know, push up front to be like, look, look how pretty this is. Mm. And then, you know, everything else will look terrible on it, but they're not going to lean into third party. They don't have to. Or they could just be like, uh, you can only get Hollow Knight Silk Song <laughs> if you buy the Switch 2 on launch day. And exclusive then, exclusive yeah. rights. It's yeah. only ever going to be on that console. Yeah, yeah. and then you know, you've got 10 million on the first day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It'd, be, uh, it'd be another one of those situations where um, you know, Nintendo have bought exclusive rights to the game, so it can never go anywhere else. The same as like Stadia did for a bunch of stuff, mm. or Ouya did for a bunch of stuff. Just like, yep, or Apple Arcade does. Like, nope, mm. it's locked here now. No one can ever play it again. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm sure there has been times where a game has been announced coming to all platforms, mm. even advertised as such, and then just ends up signing a deal with somebody. So Yeah. It's definitely oh. happened. Um, I don't think uh, Team Cherry would do that. They don't need to. No, they know that game's going to sell well, regardless. Um, but also, they're only—they're all just sat on their asses, not doing anything, aren't they? they true. Been made. No, so it's... it's like Star Citizen. It's never coming in. It doesn't exist. <laughs> you know? it doesn't exist. Even though for star, in Star Citizen now, can't you buy some like you can buy a ship that's like an uh, like an absurd amount of money now? 
Yeah, you can also just set ship. You can also just set money alight as well. So yeah, depends which one you might be more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, to to bring it back round to I've got a final point about Ted out, but um, I did open the other yeah did open the other kaleidoscope. Yeah. And just as a kind of a comparison, kaleidoscope versus the alcohol-free version. Um, it's fuller. It's 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 got a little bit more heft, a little bit more body to it. Um, it's smoother as well. It's not quite as refreshing, you know. So that mm-hmm. body is bringing a, a smoothness to it, rather than it being that kind of slightly more uh, clean uh, and, and refreshing sort of taste to it. But flavor-wise, it is a little bit different. Um, the, the the big version, you get much more sweetness. Through it, it's not that zesty, pithy flavour that you get. This is much more that little bit of grapefruit, maybe a bit mm. more stone fruits as well, maybe a little bit sort of apricotty um, instead. So you're getting a lot less of the. Well, there's, the citrus is still there. It's just the other flavours are on par with it, rather than the citrus or the, the sort of the, maybe the bit more of the orange and a bit more of the the the, the limey, zesty element kind of coming to the fore everything in kaleidoscope is a little bit more balanced i would say so all of that flavor it has kind of equal footing i think that's maybe what the the alcohol free version misses it's that little bit of heft to it and that that kind of maybe more subtle flavor you know that that maybe apricot or peachy kind of stone fruit it's a little bit more subtle so it's lost in that alcohol free version um but uh you know kaleidoscope is always a good beer so dependent on what kind of day you're having, where you are, what you're up to. I think both versions would be good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by the uh, 0.5% kaleidoscope. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think I might have... Did I see it in shops? I might have seen it in shops as well, the can. So, okay. so yeah, I'll, I'll try and track it down. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting as well to... Uh, I don't know whether anywhere would... Mm. Um, whether you go into a bar and it's on tap and Kaleidoscope is on tap as well. You know, they've got both versions. Because everyone will just go in and be like, oh, can I have a taster of that one and a taster yeah. of that one? But yeah. you just wasted a barrel on everyone coming in just having a tiny little <laughs> bit of each of them because yeah. um, they want to do that little comparison yeah. uh, between the two. Um, as a final final thought on Teardown, um, I very much enjoy putting a sledgehammer through computer screens and printers and desks and computer chairs and it's that it's that tiny little power fantasy of owning a bunch of very expensive things that only work occasionally and wanting to just put your head through them uh this game it just allows you to do that it's like yep do you want to put a gas canister next to this computer and then put your blowtorch on it Mm-hmm. You can do that and just watch the screen explode into lots of little pieces. Um, it, it's great for that. Uh, uh, just you know, as we're saying, sort of those voxels. Voxels break very, very well. Yes. Um, yeah. So watching things fall apart, watching voxel-based three uh, D objects fall apart is very, very satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know, almost almost as satisfying as getting that kind of run right when you watch the other things explode as you're kind of moving through the spaces and grabbing the bits you need jumping in the vehicles and stealing them 
Um, just the destruction in and of itself is a very satisfying element uh, of this game. And it, it tries to be not realistic, but you can't just put your sledgehammer through like a metal door or a, or a concrete yeah, wall. Yeah, you know, yeah. The sledgehammer will take it's, the, the face off yeah. of it, but it won't break through. Whereas if you drive a car through it, yeah, absolutely, that wall's going to yeah. disappear. There's so logic it, to the physics. Which there is, is a logic good. to it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sledgehammer, computer screens, the perfect combination. Something I yeah. need more in my life. Uh, <laughs> or sledgehammer, yeah. sledgehammer and this fucking printer is the exact combination yeah. I need in my life. Like when, once that, once I've got enough money to buy a new printer, that one's absolutely going in the garden, and I'm just going to get my baseball bat and I'll smash the yep. fucking shit out of it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, because uh, I had a replaced uh, printer late last year, and the other one, oh, it's just like, why do I have to clean these nozzles every time? Just for you to print, and you don't even do it that well. Yep, yep. Why does the ink run out immediately? Yeah. <laughs> Printers is one of those things that when they start to die, you just gotta go because they're gonna call, cause like you know physical pain. Absolutely, <laughs> my my printer's doing a thing at the moment, which is very annoying when you're trying to print drawings, which should be on one page. But my printer will pull the first page through, but it will then pull the second page through. Um, <laughs> so it gets confused and it will print the first <laughs> like four fifths uh, on the first page yeah. and then the final fifth on the second page. And I'm like, well, what the fucking... Po- <laughs> I'm not going to sellotape them together, you stupid fucking machine. <laughs> like, I just I just put it on one piece of paper, please. Uh, like, you need to take uh, all the yellow behind the barn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's time. Yeah. It's time. I've had this... I've had this printer. It's it's it served me well. Mm-hmm. Like it has served me well. Yeah. But I want it to die a fiery, horrible death. <laughs> um. Served me well, yeah. But yeah. It's about, it's to make about. sure it suffers on the way. When did I meet Kim? Uh, when did I leave uni? Fourteen. Oh, it's years been around ago. that long. It's wow. been it's been around. It's been around about fifteen years. Yeah. 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 That's that's. Yeah. It, it yeah. is that. Yeah. It absolutely is that. But it might. It's more like just stand and salute, and just yeah. put it on like an inflatable something in a pool, and then just burst the inflatable <laughs> thing and watch it sink down into its, a, into its watery yeah. grave. You can put a British flag over it as, as you smash it. With <laughs> just stand there with my keyboard tapping F continuously. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best um, thing that's ever come out of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Was that was that Ghost? Well, no, that was adva- no, no that was a, that was Advanced Warfare, which was actually a decent campaign. I think that was one of Kevin Spacey. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was Isn't there... yeah, that was fun. But yeah, that was hilarious. Like they keep bringing celebrities in for little. Kind of cameos. I don't know whether they've done it in Modern Warfare 3. I don't know whether the campaign had anyone, but I'm pretty sure you've had like um, uh, Jon Snow. Uh, yeah, that like was Kit, the last Kit one. I remember. He, was in, he was in one of them. Infinite um, Warfare, yeah. That was the only, that's the last one I remember. I don't, I don't know if since going back to like Modern Warfare and stuff like that. I don't know if they have. I think. Mm. Uh, was that World War? 
one or two one was that the guy who's like mar- married to Fergie or whatever? That guy who's like in every movie thing. Um, uh, let me Google his name. Uh, Josh Duhamel is that how you spell his name? He's like in every uh, film that would have a military guy in it. I don't know who's it. Like? Spell, spell his name. Uh, Josh uh, D U H A M E L. Ah, oh, like the Timothy Oliphant lookalike. Yes. Yes. Uh, Call of Duty. I swear he was in one of the Call of Duty, like World War something, which I never played. Yes, Call of Duty World War Two, twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, yeah. So he is. Yeah. And it actually does look like him, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why I remember. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never played it, but it's like that looks like that guy, and it is that guy because he's in like every other. He's a guy who you get to play as soldier. <laughs> you know, he's probably been typecast as that role his his whole career, probably. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, just to finish us off, as we're not having a quiz for this episode because because Adela isn't with oh, us. Oh, they're divorced. Um, mm. mm. Um, I just had a quick look and I've typed in um, Call of Duty celebrities and there is an article uh, from from last year from Game Rant 10 best celebrity cameos in Call of Duty Kevin Um, Spacey number one I'll go from from number one but I'm going to give you some uh, um, I'm going to give you some famous people's names and I want you to tell me whether you think Mm. They're in Call of Duty or not. Okay. Okay. All right, let's... Um, I'm going to have, a, have a, a think for two minutes just to see. Okay, right. Um, Make up some celebrities, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keitha Sutherland. No, because he was in Metal Gear. He, he's he in Call of Duty. Did he ever do a voice? That wasn't like... He did. Like he was Solid one... Snake in Metal Gear. Uh, but, was, but he, wasn't he, in like one of he the featured early ones in like he, yes in Call of Duty World at War. Yes, but he's also in the Zombies DLC on Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Okay, wouldn't have yeah. known that one. Sure, but yeah, yeah, he was in one of the early ones. I remember slightly remember that. Yep. Um, what about Ice Cube? Yeah, he's a voiceover. I know that in like Black Ops because yeah, you know these, yeah. you know too many, you know too well, many. Well, because I played so much Black Ops. Yeah, but that's, okay, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Yes, yeah. Um, what about David Hasselhoff? Can't be no. That would have just be. And if he, he is, is no, he is, he is. Which um, he's he's uh. I can see a screenshot of him. He's been in Call of Duty. Doesn't tell me which one. Where is it? Oh, here you go. Popping up in Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare's uh, zombie map, Zombies in Spaceland. Okay, that makes sense, because that's a kind of stupid, less serious yep. face mode. Yep. Okay, but... Yeah, okay. Um, Last oh. one. Hmm. Gary Oldman. Oh, he... Gary Oldman's been in everything, surely. 
surely he's been in Call of Duty. <laughs> he he is in Call of Duty. Yeah, all of the yeah. all of them are in Call of Duty. I'm not. Yeah. This game yeah. isn't very good. But um, he was <laughs> hey, <David> in. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Call of Duty World at War and Call of Duty Black Ops. Was he in Black Ops? He is Sergeant Viktor Reznov in Black Ops. He's playing more Russians. Mm. <laughs> is that all Gary Oldman does? Okay. <laughs> I agree. I bet he's playing more Russians than British people <laughs> in, his, in his movie history or in his acting history. Probably. Oh, yeah, get, Probably. The, get the Russian guy. What's yeah. his name? It's where you find um, Kim. Kim was watching something the other day, and I'm sure uh, they had someone who was French. And I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure this guy's like German or something yeah. like that. And they've yeah. just gone, fuck it, he's a European. Don't it doesn't matter. <laughs> just pretend he's French. It's okay. Yeah. It's just yeah, and it just gets someone in to just oh, do a voice yeah. you know, for Call of Duty. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Air um, Force the, One the... is a great film, though. <laughs> what a film that is. Um, yeah. The rest of the list, and um, this is obviously whoever's written it's uh, in order. Uh, Sam Worthington, yes, he who was, was in Avatar yeah. um, and Terminator Salvation, was but he was in um, he was in Infinite? Black Ops. Another person in Black Ops. Oh. He was Alex Mason in Black Ops. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, right, the main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Sam. Uh, Kit Harrington features um, another one, Jason Statham. He's in Call of Duty. He's in the first Call of Duty game. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a supporting character. Right. So, probably not one people would know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, still big, but you know, probably. All of these, a uh, very most well-known films at that point, yeah. Uh, yes, very much, very much. Um, a really odd one. Helena Bonham Carter is a playable character in and in that Dead of Night Black Ops Four zombie DLC. They must have just rolled up the dump truck one day, one morning and just said, "Hey, you want to be?" Well, it's, it, it's interesting because she's like, she's yeah, why in, not? She and a bunch of other people are in, in in Black Ops Four Zombie DLC. Jeff Goldblum is in mm-hmm. Black Ops yeah. Three Zombie um, yeah. mode. Like, is it just they get people in for zombie? Because isn't um, Cause there's one where like uh, uh, Danny Trejo's <laughs> in a zombie mode as well? You can play as Danny Trejo, I think, in one of the yeah. uh, uh, one mm-hmm. of the games, like. Yeah, there was definitely one which was like super celebrity heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where they have the most fun. Like, what's if we get this sh- stupid cameo in? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, we could just do what we want. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one. Who's going to say character... no to Call of Duty? You know, it's money. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Um, and one of them. The the other the the ninth person on this is Idris Elba, um, but the character doesn't look fucking anything like him. <laughs> Maybe they just use his voice and not his likeness. Well, um, he is in just in Modern Warfare Three, but it doesn't tell me whether that's Modern Warfare Three or 
the third <laughs> game in the Modern Warfare franchise from 2020 or whenever that started. I don't know. I haven't heard his voice or seen his He's not a skin? <laughs> oh, no, it's the original. It's the original. 2011 okay, Modern okay. Warfare 3. Makes sense. Ridiculous that we now have to say the original Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> um, oh, it's, anyway. yeah, it's, um, it's something. Good. Those people. There's, I mean, there's. if you just Google, as I have done, uh, famous people in Call of Duty, um, there's, there's so many so articles. Many. So uh, many articles that tell you about all of these people. Another one from IGN, which is, oh, it's an awful one. Oh, because it's one of those scrolling image oh. ones. Um, yeah, Kevin Spacey. Um, that looks like David Tennant. Oh, David Tennant's in a zombie mode as well. Um, yeah, Gary Oldman. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, oh, and really? the Mandalorian. Yeah, she's in Black Ops 3. Um, anyone else? There's Sam again. George Romero is it plays himself in one of the zombie modes in, in Black Ops. Um, Ed Harris. Oh, this is Ed Harris. And Michael Keaton both voiced the same character in Call of Duty Black Ops and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. So one of them did Black Ops and one of them did Black Ops Black Ops 2. Um, but I, they, I mean, they do look similarish, yeah, you know, kind of slightly balding, older, white bloke, sure. Uh, they can get away with that. Uh, Ray Liotta. Was in a zombie mode for uh, Black Ops Two. He's been in a few video games, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Mm. He has. Um, uh, John Malkovich was in Call of Duty: yeah. Advanced Warfare Zombie Mode. As yeah, well. Like, that, what the that, fuck? That doesn't surprise <laughs> me, to be honest. Yeah, that's a John Malkovich kind of thing to do. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's very true. Just yeah. appears in the most random of places, <laughs> doesn't he? Like. Um, yeah. yeah, there we go. Some ridiculous Call of Duty celebrities that have appeared throughout the years as well. Um, it wasn't a quiz, but it's a good way to finish the episode, yeah, I suppose. It's, 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 um, it's a good standing quiz for our, uh, one that we'll resume next time we're all here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. Um, so, any final thoughts on your beer, Lucy? No, it's just finishing off the rest it could have it's only because i just want to knock out in bed immediately after this um but <laughs> it, it could have lasted like a good you know extra half an hour or so it's just mm-hmm. been so much flavor that you don't feel compelled to continuously go back and get more it's 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 filling it's satiating it's really good um nice yeah uh i'll start shouting shouting up more about nothing bound because yeah it's just mm. one of those that are just like Sort of like how Polly's is, where it's just like, yeah, I'll always pick up Polly's, I'll always have Polly's, because I know yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, very good, very good. The Connecticut. They're, kind of, they're there, and you know that it's solid, mm-hmm. so you can kind of just pick it up at any time. Absolutely. Yeah. Good, good. Um, For me, um, the low-alcohol version of Kaleidoscope is not bad at all um it's it's a, it's a slightly different flavor profile to kaleidoscope um it's a little lighter in the level of flavor and actually what's coming through it's not the same full experience that i get with kaleidoscope um 
but it's it's a it's a very close amalgam of it um so uh, a few of those slightly more subtle flavors which do make up a big portion of the 4.2 percent version are very much lost in the in the alcohol free version but it doesn't necessarily detract from the beer it's just any anyone who is familiar enough with kaleidoscope who is expecting this to t- and knows exactly how it tastes um will find that it's a different beer anyone who drinks beers from wiper and true will go into this and think what is the difference i'm not really sure what can't i quite you know what can't i quite get there's something maybe as i think i experienced there's definitely something missing when i'm drinking this but i can't quite work that out and then having the kaleidoscope seeing where those kinds of differences are is the only way to actually tell that you know from memory i wouldn't have been able to say oh yeah it's the sort of the, the, the slightly more stone fruit notes that aren't pushing through quite as equally as everything else um, but it's a good beer it's 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 decent um, and i think maybe is edged up towards one of the or, or is one of the better because in and of itself it's a reasonable drink you know even if it's trying to ape um you know kaleidoscope and trying to be the same kind of beer just the lower percentage version in and of itself it's still a good beer um and it's still a nice flavor and it's it's, it's closer to beer than 90 percent of the ones that i've drank so far uh alcohol free versions of the stuff so um yeah absolutely one that if mm-hmm. i see it on tap and i'm driving or something like that it would be a, a you know the choice to make over yeah. almost anything else that's that's zero or 0.5 percent Nice, nice. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, Good thought so, experiment. Yes, yeah. Well, yes. when I, I saw them, uh, saw them both on the shelf, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I should pick up the original, you know, yeah. alcoholic version to see to see what that is like. Because um, apart from maybe needing the toilet a bit more, it's it's no more alcohol. So it's like, yeah, very, very um, inexpensive in terms of the liver. Uh, decision and thought <laughs> experiments. So, yeah, interesting. Yes, very much, very much. Um, good. So, friends, uh, listeners, viewers, if you want to get hold of us and tell us what you've been drinking, whether it's you know lower alcohol or zero point five percent alcohol beers, um, you can do that at Tanks of Cast on the socials. I'm at Nova underscore forty seven, and Lucy is. Juicy Loose 9. Uh, and if you want to see the beers that we've drank this evening, you can go to our Out of Lives YouTube page to watch and look at the beers that we drink each and every week. Or go to outoflives.net as well, where the video version also goes up under the podcast post. If you're listening to the audio version, then rate and review us on your podcast service of choice because it's always helpful in spreading the word and getting us out to more people. I think that's all of the things and the places. They're the beers. They're the very limited amount of games that we've also played. Um, I'm bad. This, this podcast is just going to be zero games. And you all have to deal with it, listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just sit here and be like, so, <laughs> games are alright, aren't they? You're not played any. But they're okay. Yeah, I guess. Think about all those babies playing all those games. <laughs> We're not doing that. No. Games are notoriously for children. <laughs> and with that we've been tanked up thank you for joining us goodbye bye www.outoflives.net